Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome to the War Room. This is Christy Lee, guest hosting today. I hope you all had a Merry Christmas and will have a Happy New Year. It's been a while since I got to see you. So excited to see you, see you again. Uh, Obviously filling in for Owen Schroyer today, who I hope is enjoying himself. We do have a veteran call-in show today, so you can call 1-877-789-2539. Call anytime you want throughout the show. But I do have news and some reports to cover and also some amazing guests. We're going to be talking to Bronze Star Medal recipient, Lieutenant Colonel in the U.S. Army Reserve, Tony Schaefer. In the next hour, we're also going to be talking to a veteran who has found healing in horses and is sharing that healing with others. We're also talking to another veteran who was injured, but is also sharing ways that he was able to heal with other veterans. So it is a veteran-packed show today. Hope to hear from many of you. And um, as always, when I guest host, I share a verse of the day. And so I'm going to do that as I normally do. And I swear this morning, I just woke up and this verse came to me. And I was like, well, I guess that should be the verse of the day. Because <laughs> I just it's like the first verse I thought of, I had no reason to think of it. And it just came to me this morning. So there's a reason for that. Um, the verse of the day is uh, from Isaiah. Gosh, I didn't write down where this comes from. So somebody will have to tell me. Shoot, I know it's from Isaiah. I think it's 41 or 4310. Shoot, I should have written that down. But anyways, it is 4319, kind of close. Production helping me out. So Isaiah 4319, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Some of the versions that you will read say, will you not be aware of it? So it's like, behold, I'm going to do something new. Are you, are you not even going to know that I'm doing something new for you? And it's a good thing. And uh, I was given a book. It was called Always Begin Again when I moved to California. And it was a devotional that really helped me through that time because I'd been through so many times of having to always begin again. But there's a beauty in always beginning again because it is having to practice surrender and just faith and trust that, okay, something's changing again. Uh, but the Bible tells me in Isaiah 43, 19, yeah, I'm doing something new. <laughs> Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it or will you not be aware of it? And that he's going to make a road for us, even when it's tough, even in the wilderness, even when it seems hard, even when we're complaining like I do and confess I do <laughs> too much instead of being grateful. Um, so as we enter a new year, we're all going to be facing, of course, more challenges, having to face the tough stuff in the news. Um, but just keep that verse in mind that he makes a way in the wilderness and that uh, it's an act of obedience to surrender when new things happen and, and when we have to face changes. So that's what what my word of the day is, my verse of the day. Um, so as far as a top headline, uh, I'm sure you've seen the news that came out about the, the Idaho murders that happened. Um, I am missing that report, I think. But uh, the gist of it is they have made an arrest, and the arrest is a PhD at a university 
that was 15 minutes from these uh, young people. So, again, this got a lot of news attention because it was so random. Um, Four young people, Idaho students that were murdered, stabbed to death, and they really didn't seem to have any leads except for this white car. Well, apparently they have obtained that white car, and it's gone back, and they've made an arrest um, of this Ph.D. Do we have, yes, police arrest man in connection um, of those brutal killings, and they have the mugshot somewhere <laughs> of the person that's been arrested, uh, and his name is Brian Christopher Koberger. So still don't know a whole lot about that, but I would say that that is definitely breaking news today um, that there hasn't been an arrest made. But I have um, more top headlines uh, coming at you just after this break, so stay tuned for that. I'm doing a new thing. Behold, a new thing with American Faith Media. And so check that out after the break. President Donald Trump's tax returns are officially released. Coming up on Christie Lee's Daily Brief, hear what the tax returns reveal. Plus, the Kevin McCarthy compromise, how some establishment Republicans are trying to push through McCarthy to become the next Speaker of the House. The funding of false belief banning and how Chase Bank has allegedly protected pedos. Starting today with Trump's tax returns, the House committee has released them this after years of blocks and appeals. The Democratic-led committee had been working to gain access to the unredacted 2015 to 2020 returns to investigate whether Trump Trump violated the Constitution by accepting payments from foreign governments while in office, according to Daily Caller. Congressional Democrats first subpoenaed the documents in 2019 after his former attorney, Michael Cohen, testified that he misrepresented his net worth. CNN reports Trump paid $750 in income tax in 2017 and none in 2020, yet $1.1 million in federal income taxes in 2018 and 2019. A 2021 Business Insider article notes most former U.S. presidents, including Barack Obama, George Bush and Bill Clinton, make bank after leaving the White House, but not Trump. His net worth actually went down during the course of his presidency. Trump has referred to the obsession to gain access to his tax returns as a derangement political witch hunt. And he warns, quote, this precedent must now be applied to the corrupt Democrats themselves. The new Republican House should immediately obtain the financial records of Joe Biden and his entire political enterprise, because that's exactly what it is. Freedom Caucus considers keeping Kevin and Pelosi's House rules, according to the National File. It says some members are negotiating away the House rules established by Thomas Jefferson that kept the lower House accountable to voters. A compromise is being considered to make Kevin McCarthy the next Speaker of the House and involves keeping Nancy Pelosi's rules while adding a watered-down version of the crucial motion to vacate the chair. Rep. Lauren Bobart shared some thoughts on this move earlier this month. We have to have an accountability mechanism on the Speaker of the House. This is third in command for the presidency of the United States of America, and we are going to strip away the one check and balance that members of Congress have on the Speaker of the House. And by the way, this was a precedent that Nancy Pelosi started. Nancy Pelosi changed the rules with motion to vacate, and she stripped that individual authority away from each member 
member of Congress. The deal to install McCarthy as speaker comes on the heels of the omnibus betrayal. Senate Republicans took away the House's budgetary capability by joining Democrats to sign a one-year budget just before Republicans are set to retake the purse strings and Pelosi's gavel. McCarthy is already calling himself speaker-elect, but the number of votes he needs is not secure. Rep. Andy Biggs is challenging him for the role. Another way to control and impede our freedom of speech. The U.S. government is funding research on correcting false beliefs, according to Reclaim the Net. The funding is in partnership with those always reliable fact-checkers. In July of last year, the National Science Foundation funded a project titled How False Beliefs Form and How to Correct Them. Since then, more than 500000 has been allocated to a grant to address, quote, the urgent need to understand the real-world effects of misinformation on people's beliefs and how to best correct false beliefs. You've heard multiple stories now of conservatives or wrong-think culprits getting their bank accounts shut down. But if you're a pedophile, don't worry about it. Breitbart reports the U.S. Virgin Islands is claiming J.P. Morgan Chase turned a blind eye to Jeffrey Epstein's trafficking ring. The AG of the U.S. Virgin Islands has filed a federal lawsuit that alleges that J.P. Morgan Chase benefited from Epstein's sex trafficking operation and helped conceal activities that occurred on his property. It says the bank did this by failing to properly comply with federal regulations on records and reporting that might have tipped off Epstein's activities to U.S. officials before they eventually came to light. The AG argues that J.P. Morgan Chase should have thought twice before allowing Epstein to become a client, given that he pleaded guilty to a sex-related charge involving a minor in Florida in 2008. Epstein banked with J.P. Morgan Chase for about 15 years before the bank dropped him as a client in 2013. So to sum up, former President Trump's tax returns are out. The precedent is set Who's next? Any hope of the GOP actually taking an aggressive approach to turn the fate of our country around is fading as more deals and compromises are being made, including keeping Kevin and sticking with Pelosi rules. More money is going toward ways to combat misinformation, a word we rarely ever even heard three years ago, and leave it to our financial institutions to shut down freedom fighters while protecting pedos. To learn more, be sure to go to AmericanFaith.com and subscribe to our daily newsletter. For American Faith News You Can Trust, I'm Christine. There you go. Something new I'm doing with American Faith, a daily brief. We pick out maybe three or four of the top headlines. I try and make it fun and fast and under five minutes each day. You can usually find those on my band dot video channel uh, but you can also find them every day on americanfaith.com so hopefully you enjoyed that kind of um the same idea as my media malfeasance again with trying to make it fun um all right so um i do hope that you all had a very merry christmas and that you actually made it to your destinations i hope that you are not currently stranded right now. I do want to, before I get into that, plug again that this is the veteran call-in show. We want to hear from our veterans um, specifically today. So if you would like to call in and weigh on it, weigh in on any of the topics, shed some insight, um, then the number to call is 1-877-789-2539. 1-877-789-2539. All right. So, uh, yeah, speaking of that, I went home to Ohio. I was born and raised in Mommy, 
Ohio. It's just outside of Toledo, you know, that place they make fun of in the movies all the time. I guess there's even a John Denver song making fun of just how terrible Toledo is. Uh, We listened to that, actually, while I was there on holiday. Um, I made it there just fine. I went out earlier than my husband, and my husband, he flew in after me on Friday and got stranded, like many of your family members probably did, at an airport in Chicago. So he calls me from the airport in Chicago and said, "Uh, yeah, my flight's been canceled. Looks like I'm going to have to rent a vehicle. Um, I got the last one, and it looks like I'm driving to uh to to you in a red convertible Mustang because that's all they had left, and so yeah, the gingerbread ma- gingerbread man is coming to you in a red convertible Mustang. See you soon. And about six hours later, he showed up, and uh, I'll show you a picture. Um, he was not lying when he said the gingerbread man was coming to me in a uh, red Mustang. Um, if we can show that picture, or I can show it. There we go. <laughs> that's how my husband showed up. Uh, so I was like, you. Went on the plane in your gingerbread man onesie? And he said, yep. (laughs) Yes, I did. Um, So I'm sure that, I hope, brought some smiles to people that were always frustrated and in a bad mood when you fly, because that's usually how it goes. Um, But yeah, that's how he flew in the plane. And then he came in in the onesie uh, in a red Mustang convertible, which he says is not advisable to ever drive in um, a blizzard-like condition. So normally it would take about four hours to get to Chicago, to Toledo, and that took him about six. But so thankful he got there safely and um, certainly had all of us laughing when he showed up. So um, he was more of the exception to the rule. We're learning that uh, this was definitely not a good time uh, for a lot of travels travelers and actually we we saw more tyranny exposed which I'll show that video to you when we get back after the break but um yeah i mean people just get so crazy in this but there were 16,000 canceled flights nationwide uh it looks like on southwest airlines alone um again he was flying on that so he was a victim of that as well now they were immediately saying that this was severe weather. We're now finding out that it had more to do with just bad technology, and um, also we can even blame Pete Buttigieg on this because he's supposed to be in charge of making think transportation run smoothly. And shocker, he's not doing a very good job at it. To the point that even Democrats are calling him out, and and some even some Hollywood celebrities. So I'll share share all of that with you coming back. After the break, in the meantime, make sure that you support what we're doing here at InfoWars. Keep this going. Keep the resistance going. Go to InfoWarsStore.com. Make sure you can stay healthy through these blizzard-like conditions. Support your immunity. And that is your best defense through all of this craziness is to stock up on those uh, supplements there at InfoWarsStore.com. Why does the establishment spend so much time demonizing InfoWars, attacking myself and the crew and our other host? Because they know we're pro-human. They know we're telling the truth. They know we've got their number. They know everything we do is about empowering humanity. And God gave us through Mother Nature incredible compounds that will supercharge our body's stamina, libido, energy, and immune systems. And we came out many years ago with Real Red Pill Plus, that has all the documented compounds like preglinone and so much more to supercharge your body and to give your body the key elements and the key ingredients it needs to function at a proper level. 
This is the answer to the New World Order's tyranny. This is Real Red Pill Plus, sold out for two years, 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get the Red Pill Plus exclusively, InfoWarsStore.com. Introducing our new incredible supplement line, InfoWarsMD. Now, in 60 seconds, it's hard to tell you how incredible these products are, but all of these products are already sold on store shelves under other brand names for up to twice the cost we're selling it to you. These are high-end. These are the very best. You know our body's ultimate turmeric formula is amazing? Well, guess what? We now have turmeric 95 that's basically the same formula for a lower price. CBD oil of the highest quality, up to 50% less than major competitors selling the exact high-quality, full-spectrum CBD. And it goes on for all the new InfoWars MD products at InfoWarsStore.com. The highest quality, directly from the manufacturer, to your door at prices up to 50%, in some cases 100% lower than what they're sold for in stores. InfoWars MD at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. Welcome back to the War Room Veterans Call-In Show. I'm Christy Lee, guest hosting today. So happy to be back with you all. I hope you were able to visit with family and friends, celebrate the reason for the season, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for Christmas. Now, we were talking about how travel was a little hectic, to say the least, this year. With uh, so many flights canceled, definitely had some family members who got caught up in that as well. Talked a little bit about that before the break. And uh, we got to see tyranny rear its ugly head again with uh, what happened at the airports. So Let's go ahead and share with you that viral video of some officers at a Nashville airport berating customers who are just trying to get home for Christmas. Take a look. Stu and her needs to leave or you'll be arrested for trespassing. Are you kidding me? Go. Are you filming that? Yeah. Right now, everybody to the unsecure side. The ticket counter will help you with any questions you have. Go. Is it this Yes. You have no ticket. You don't need to be in the secured side. Let's go. Let's keep no, we have tickets. The ticket just got canceled. This is, we're not here for that flight. What a layover. So this goes on for a good two minutes where they're like, we have nowhere to go. And we do have a ticket. And he's like, no, it's been canceled. You no longer have a ticket. And you'll be arrested if you don't leave here now. <laughs> like It was just so unnecessary, so lacking compassion. And I mean, who knows what ended up happening after that? In fact, they're like still trying to figure out why it was handled this way. I believe this was on Christmas night. And the Nashville airport officials are refusing to answer questions about that that officer, threatening to arrest them um, if they didn't leave the area. This is from thetennessean.com. It said that the airport would not comment uh, any further on the matter or grant an interview with the chief of that police force. And a lawyer, a criminal defense lawyer, David Rabin, called the airport police response in this situation Clearly inappropriate, 
He has practiced law for 50 years and has represented people arrested by airport police. However, imagine this. He said he has never seen someone arrested for trespassing after having a canceled flight. This is insane. And um, some people were questioning, like, well, it, it was a winter storm. I mean, there was a lot of flights canceled, right? Well, this was pretty much predominantly Southwest Airlines 16,000 canceled flights nationwide. Over 90% of the canceled flights were due to, due to those Southwest trips. And at first, Southwest was saying, like, look, winter storms, it was out of our control. But uh, it came out, especially through, I guess, Reddits, where Southwest employees were talking amongst themselves and also trying to reach out to people like, so sorry, we're doing the best we, that we can. But this is not the winter weather. This is actually just... Leadership malfeasance, they saw, had software complications that people were still trying to call in for scheduling, and it just messed up the whole scheduling system. Um, so it's really sad that that all happened. But uh, Pete Buttigieg, you know, he had told us on a James Corden show, you know, just months ago that, hey, flying's great. I'm the transportation official to make sure that these things happen smoothly. Everything's great. The holidays are going to be great. No problems. No problems at all. And then this happens. So he's pretty much under fire from even Democrats. Uh, He was warned months ago, apparently a group of 38 state attorneys wrote to Congress that Buttigieg's department had failed to respond and provide appropriate recourse for numerous cancellations and systematic failures to provide required credits to those who lost travel opportunities. And this was before the Christmas season. And he was like, well, we're getting it set- settled. Everything's going to get sorted out. He told that um, to James Corden when he was interviewed by him. And um, yeah, that's not what we saw, was it? So Democrats are souring over Pete Buttigieg. uh Butt plug, as the Liberty Daily usually refers to him. Hat tip Liberty Daily. They usually call him Pete Butt plug. Uh, he failed. And um, we even heard from uh, Ohio State Senator Nina Turner. She wrote in a tweet, this is what placing unqualified people in positions of power to do the bidding of corporations will get you. There is a direct line from Secretary Buttigieg to the Southwest Airlines debacle, and we shouldn't pretend there isn't. So, Good tweet coming from her uh, talking about un- putting unqualified people in those kinds of positions like, oh, I don't know, like the 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 cross dresser we saw that was also, you know, involved with airports. But he was going there just stealing the luggage. I mean, this would have been a good, great time for uh, Sam to head on over in his dresses that he stole out of luggage to steal more luggage because people were stranded there. There would have been plenty for him to choose from. But again, you know, like she says. He was placed there as an unqualified person just because he was a man that wears red lipstick and dresses. And um, now he's out and uh, charged with a felony for stealing luggage. So funny how that works out, right? Um, So he even faced some criticism from Susan Sarandon, who says, I guess being smart doesn't necessarily make you practical. So I I guess she's referring to Pete Buttigieg, but uh, I I wouldn't even go so far as to give him credit for being smart. (laughs) I mean, that that might be too generous from Susan Sarandon. But this is the Veteran Call-In Show, and it looks like I already have some calls, and I want to try and get a call in before we go back to our next break. So, Ryan from the Army out of New Hampshire, what do you have to weigh in on? 
Oh my God, how are you doing, Christy? Good, how um, are you? I was just laughing about the uh, Pete Buttigieg saying uh, this Pete Cecil Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> the Cecil Rhodes Scholar from Oxford. <laughs> the part of the New World Order. That's why he gets protected. And I was picturing him and uh, the, the uh, energy weirdo yes. driving off in the sunset together. Maybe yeah. uh, Pete's son, his husband. <laughs> yeah. They can all hang. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like I'm on a bipolar coaster lately, listening to all this crazy fake news. So yesterday, I went to Gunstock. It's a, a ski mountain right near Lake Winnipesaukee, where I live. Yeah. And I hadn't gone there in 10 years. I'm 42 years old. And when I bought uh, snowboard tickets before, they don't, like, ask you for your ID, your name, all this stuff. They ask you for all your information now, your name, your age, your email, everything. Then they print out a card that has your name on it, and you have to keep it in your pocket. And then they have these electronic gates that won't open Unless you have that in your pocket and it like it, it can like scan it. It's crazy. So it's if like they're trying happens, to get you used to. Yes, just like the QR codes, just like mm-hmm. the uh, yeah. And and it's like, is our life going to be like? My son's like, well, our life will be like a video game. I'm like, no, it's not. As soon as you accept that, you're going to be a prisoner. Right, and uh, do you feel like you have other? Uh, military friends that feel the same way you do? Oh, yeah. Like, every normal one. <laughs> every normal but, one. Like, we're dying breed, though, because now all the kids are getting propaganda. Like, when I grew yeah. up, we didn't have cell phones until I was 20 years hey, old. Hey, Ryan, we have to cut to break, but I know that you also want to share about um, the CEO of Pfizer uh, working with population control. So stay in the line and we will get the rest of your phone call when we get back from the break and many others. It's the Veteran Call-In Show. Make sure you go ahead and call in. We hear it over and over again from everybody. Why doesn't somebody do something? Why doesn't somebody expose the new world order? Why doesn't somebody take action against the Great Reset and Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab? Well, guess what? We're doing it. This audience, that means you, the viewers, with our broadcast and our guest, are the number one enemy of the globalist. We've been the most effective at taking it to them. But ladies and gentlemen, if we don't have funds, we can't stay on air. And we have a shortfall in the last six months of at least $200,000 a month. We are going into the hole. We'll not be able to stay on the air if you don't support. So please go to InfoWarsShore.com and get great products today. Sign up for AutoShip, get an additional 10% off. But you can also just make straight donations right there at the big red banner at the top of InfoWarsStore.com or InfoWars.com. A $10, a $20, $100, you can do recurring donations, cancel any time. Just please commit to keep us on the air. And I thank you for your past support, and I thank you for your future support. Now go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. is under attack. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Share this message right now at band.video. Ooh, I like this song. It is the Veteran Call-In Show. I'm Christy Lee, in for Owen Schroyer. And if you would like to call in and chat and you're a veteran 
then do so. You can call 1-877-789-2539. That's 1-877-789-2539. Have an awesome show prepared for you today. Well, I think so. I have Tony Schaefer, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, coming up in about a half hour. I'm also talking to a veteran who works with horses and how that has helped with her healing journey and how she's sharing that with other veterans, as well as uh, a veteran that had some brain injuries and um, modern medicine wasn't helping him and how he has been able to get beyond that and um, also share that with other veterans. But just before break, I was talking to Ryan from the Army uh, out of New Hampshire. And so, Ryan, we got cut off. So go ahead, Ryan. Uh, that equestrian therapy is good. I did that when I was in Walter Reed. That's but awesome. Anyways, uh, that the CEO of Pfizer, have you seen that video like years ago when he wasn't the CEO and he's working for Pfizer and he was bragging? Are we talking about Alberto or whatever his name is? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yep. Wait, what is it? Hold on. And, uh, Albert Borla. I can't keep track of all these names. Borla, okay, yeah, go ahead. Albert Borla, yeah. And and then he was talking about how he how he's like in charge of controlling all the herds of cows and cattle in like Europe and Southeast Asia, and and, and they uh, invented this pharmaceutical that will sterilize the animal so they can control the population, and they did it, and they were so proud, and that's obvious why they put him at CEO so he could run the COVID plan and it's funny all the death rates are going down and nobody's having kids anymore. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's also funny. There's so many movies where I, I just watched a really weird one with my husband. I feel like it was called Dewis or Duos or something. And the whole premise was that there was the sphere in space, in space that identified itself as God. And it was really just um, a plan by the elites to make people think it was God, and if they entered these gates, they were going to go to heaven. I'm ruining the whole movie, so just just shut your ears if you ever want to actually watch this. But, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, um, it was the elites in the movie that had admitted to trying to deceive people that that this was like a heaven, like this was a way that they were going to be saved, and was all really just to kill them for population control. <laughs> so I was like, gosh, this is everywhere. There's too and much truth when- to this movie. Yes, and I, I, I wish someone would, I don't know, make some sort of like a like a Greg Reese video digging into this subject more because I guarantee the only reason he got that head job is because he's successful in depopulating the animals first. And yeah. It was a nice, easy way instead of pushing transgender propaganda and low-kill other stuff that they put in everything. Yeah, yeah. I love how they're like meshing him and the movie right now that I just watched that I tortured myself through uh, uh, is what's what they're showing right now. Um, yeah, don't bother watching it. I already gave you the spoiler. It's stupid. Go ahead. Everybody cries about Nuremberg and, uh, you know, and, and the, the, you know, the Jewish people and this and that. But yet the the new Jew, uh, the, what's his name? Netanyahu, uh, he's on there saying how he made his own people the, the guinea pigs of the project and made them all into this ID medical system and how it's going to be the new thing and the test model. And it's just like, are you crazy? Yeah. How are the people not mad at that? Like, yeah. that 
That's more destruction than Dr. Mengele. I don't understand Absolutely. It. Well, I mean, Ryan, it's because a lot of people just simply are not paying attention. We are always like, why are people not seeing this? But we're actually plugged in, paying attention, doing our own research, looking at other sources. And the, these people are just sheep. They're just not paying attention. Um, but I hope that you, even though you are consuming all this and being aware of all this, don't let it get you down. Um, make sure, I hope that you uh, are a believer and you get into the word of God and, and are able to encourage yourself uh, through that and through uh, associations with other veterans. But I got to get to other phone calls. Thank you, Ryan, so much for your call. That was Ryan from New Hampshire uh, representing the Army. All right, so I was talking earlier about how we had all of these just ridiculousness when it came to uh, yeah, Netanyahu. Uh, anyways, we have all this ridiculous when it came to travel, thanks to Pete Bluttplug. Uh, <clears throat> but you know who they don't have a tra- uh, problem getting to their destinations and getting all over the country? All of the illegals. Yes, they had no problem getting around. Biden sending millions of illegals around the country via the Phoenix airport. This is from the right scoop. According to reports, between 200 and 300 are dropped off at the Phoenix airport daily. And uh, that's after they've been processed by the Biden administration. Oh, isn't that great? And I love the way that Fox 10 writes this article. So this is how they, they, they lead into this article about all these illegals getting sent all over the country. Among the travelers heading home for the holidays at Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport are people escaping violence, poverty, and persecution. Now they're catching a new flight to possibly start a new life. Oh, isn't that all so warm and fuzzy? You know who they don't mention that is getting uh, around the people that are getting out of the country? They they fail to mention, you know, the drug traffickers and the sex traffickers and all those people also bringing fentanyl with them that is killing the rest of our loved ones. Oh, that would not be warm and fuzzy. Now, would it, Fox 10? Oh, you just decided to leave that part out. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so, of course, that's how they... Do the story, Mark Levin said, Biden administration sending untold millions of numbers of aliens throughout the country with zero transparency and violating federal immigration laws. All right. So to talk about this travel disaster, you know, that again, illegals have no problem getting around. But, you know, the rest of us who wanted to see our loved ones. Yeah, it was hell. Uh, Patrick from the Navy out of Texas. Patrick. Hello. Hello. Hey, yeah, I'm actually, I used to work for the for Teamsters in Southwest, and I was actually going to bring up, like, the macro numbers of, of how big this loss actually is for them. Wow, okay. Yeah. So, like, they have a 6% loss already, and that's, like, $2.6 on their value, plus all the visa equity that people are going to cancel off the credit cards. Mm. And then you got another $3 million refunded tickets, which is, like, $6 million, and then plus the damages that they owe still. So, I mean, if you, if you have shares in this stock, I'd sell. Yikes. I'm, it's so bad. And I do feel for the Southwest employees that it's not their fault that this happened. I mean, I'm glad that Pete Buttigieg is getting called out for, you know, he's supposed to be the transportation guy. And he what did he do to avoid this from happening? But I do feel sorry for those employees. I mean, even as I was traveling, all of them dressed up in their Christmas gear, I was thanking them for putting a smile on people's faces, especially after all of the mask nonsense. You know, these people have probably been through quite a lot and um, it's not their fault that it has happened. Uh, I feel for them. But what do you think? Do you think that this uh, airline will just get a bailout? No, no, no. It's, they've already been bailed out, and they have a lot of profit already. And you don't think that they're going to get another one? No, it's a culture issue. It's a it's a serious culture issue, and it 
And to say it's not the people, it, it, it's, it's untrue because, I mean, I, I, I got people that work there still and, and uh, you know, I knew what the, the scheduling was and they knew what the scheduling was. That's why they said it was a system issue for scheduling, but it was a staffing issue. They didn't have the people, you know, because they overworked them and like they abused them. And when I was there, they abused us. I was there during COVID and mm-hmm. they didn't give us any hazard pay or anything. They sent us to, to our death, basically, because. Nobody knows what the what the real effects of the of the virus were. They now, just, of know? course, there was rumors going around that that they, that staffing had to do with people that had gotten a shot and and things like that. Was that just all nonsense rumors? I don't I don't think so. I think that people might have actually been sick, and guys mm-hmm. might actually be sick too. But I mean, it's probably not the that's not probably not the whole issue. But I mean, I imagine that those employees are probably working already overtime already before the holidays, and you know can't have a skeleton crew like that. Yeah, and, and I mean, the staff were affected, too, and getting stranded as well, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, to me, honestly, I, I'm not, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't have my hands in their books, but right now it's looking like a $6 billion loss right wow. now over one weekend. Crazy. I don't know how they're going to recover. We'll see if people actually get the refunds. Hey, thank you so much for shedding some light on that. Patrick from Texas out of the Navy. Go ahead, call in. Look, it's not hype when you've delivered. And InfoWars has been the tip of spear against tyranny. And when it comes to the products we sell to fund our operation, they're just like our news and information. They are powerful and they change the world. The Real Red Pill Plus is one of our top sellers, but for over two years, it's been sold out because of supply chain breakdowns. It's finally back in stock for 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Now, in the limited time we have, I can't get into all the ingredients that are in it, but this sucker is amazing. Look for yourself at how loaded each bottle is, ladies and gentlemen. Every one of these will supercharge your day and everything you do. Just look into the preglanone that we've got that's in this product. Get your Real Red Pill Plus, a proprietary product nobody else has, exclusively back in stock for 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This is as close as the Matrix Red Pill as you're going to get. Red Pill Plus, 50% off, InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars MD is finally here. It's the very same high-quality products you've been getting through InfoWars Life, but an expanded catalog, and in some cases, the prices are lower because we're going directly to the source that was supplying the supplement companies that we were buying our high-quality products from. So we're able to lower prices and bring you more products via the InfoWars MD line. The highest quality, triple-tested, Many of these products are sold on store shelves for more than twice the cost. You'll get them at InfoWarsStore.com under our exclusive label. We are bringing you the highest quality supplements directly from the factory right here in the USA to your door. It'll make your life healthy, better, boost your immune system, and it keeps InfoWarsStore on the air. So again, introducing InfoWarsMD, now exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com with massive, massive savings. Welcome back to the Veterans Call-In Show. We get to hear from you. We're also having some veteran guests on. Tony Schaefer coming up next. 
Uh, going to try and take a couple more of your phone calls, but I did want to go over some military news. As many of you know, the COVID-19 vaccine is no longer a mandate for the military. Uh, that was as a result of President Biden signing the NDAA um, law, and that removed the mandate for the troops. But uh, was it too little too late? Because now we have 96% of the total military now vaccinated. They have 30 days to work out the details for rescinding the mandate. Um, And here's a U.S. rep. Richard Hudson, he says the vaccine provides negligible benefit to the young fit members of our armed forces and the mandate's imposition is clearly affecting the department's ability to sustain combat formations and recruit future talent. Actually, have a family member that is a recruiter and said that that was definitely affecting their ability to recruit new members is because of the mandate. It also begs it to question the members that have already been discharged for not getting the vaccine. Apparently, from military.com, there was a vote to reinstate 8,000 troops booted over the vaccine, um, but that failed, And uh, even though the mandate is now dead. So maybe one of you can shed some light on what's going on with that. If there's any chance anybody that was already discharged for that will be able to come back. And um, in light of all that, well, all that's going on. Because they're having trouble with recruitment, the woke military is now uh, accepting recruits with ADHD and other behavioral challenges, including mental disorders. So that's going to be great. I mean, if you're in the military um, now, you might be working right next to somebody with um, some mental health problems currently because uh, they're they're welcome right in. Okay, so let's go back to your phone calls. Let's go to Brian out of New York. Brian from the Army. Hi, Christy. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. And um, I so I so I was on hold and I was waiting um, to talk to you and everything. And it was all so awesome because the gentleman came back and says, Christy, just wants you to um, just let us know. Can you elaborate a little <laughs> bit more on what you want to talk to? So I love that. I love that because I got a serious situation. Okay. Um, I'm an army vet. Um, I'm an older army vet, right? So I was I served back '84 to '86, and um, uh, I, if I could join again, I would. I would because I have that much of a, a heart for our country, for the citizens of our country, and this, and and also this world, because um, America does set the precedent for this world. But Christy, I got I, I have to ask this not just to you, but to all of our fellow Americans. We have been dealing with this. This government of ours that is getting way too big for their own britches. And this is not just something new in the past couple of years. This has been going on for decades. Mm -hmm. Our forefathers have put this in precedent for us in the Declaration of Independence. If our government gets too big, when are we as citizens going to put our foot down and say, you know what? Enough is enough. They, They got us all scared with this whole January 6th bullcrap, excuse my language, but we had every right to go to Washington, D.C. on that day to let our voices be heard. Mm-hmm. So even then they fought back on us. And then they t- took all these provocators and really made us look like the bad people when we weren't. So on both sides of the aisle, we have so much corruption. I'm, literally, I think on two hands, I might be able to count the amount of representatives we have in Washington, D.C. that are truly there for the American citizen. But when do we put our foot down and say, OK. You all can go back to your home states. You're fired. We're abolishing you. 
and we're going to take this up and we're going to create a new government as our forefathers put in place. Yeah, it is such a joke. And it's like you can't say anything remotely to what you're trying to say, because then all of a sudden you're labeled an extremist. Uh, they exactly. might have reason to tap into your phones and spy on you. I mean, it's, ins- <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's like it's something that needs to be said. OK, enough is enough. We need to do something. Yeah. But we yeah. we we. They have been effective in in being able to shut us up because that is the concern. Well, how am I going to be persecuted? There are people still in the gulag. There are still people in the D.C. Uh, prison there. Um, some, I believe, still in solitary at times, um, tortured, abused. And then we find out that Ray Epps, now that we're able to see more of his deposition, he actually there's a text of him saying, I orchestrated this thing and he is right. still free. Not only that, right. but I believe it was the New York Times that wrote this like puff piece that was supposed to paint Ray Epps as a victim of conspiracy theories. Well, why did you write this article for this supposed provocateur who who now we have proof says he orchestrated this thing? But uh, you say nothing about the rest of the people who are still suffering. And and I have to remind people, you have to pray for these people. And I'm guilty. I do forget. But there are people that didn't get to go home for Christmas. They didn't get due process. They're just still sitting there. It's heartbreaking. Absolutely. And that's another point. Why In this day and age, why do we still have these poor individuals sitting in jail? Our lawmakers should have already had them out already. And for the fact that they're all sitting on their hands and they, they don't have the ability to do that, but yet they can sit here and censor the real Americans in this country, but then they can't get these people out of jail who are being held against their own due process. That right there is ludicrous. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty to it too, because I get so busy in life. I am a very devoted Christian and I am praying for our country. I'm praying for our J6ers. I'm praying for all of uh, all the patriots in this country. I'm praying for our leaders to get the, the, to get out of the darkness and into the light. Because yeah. God truly has given us uh, a, a just a beautiful world, but yet we all fail to follow through God's obedience, to, to be obedient to God. And that's all he wants us to be, is obedient to him. And he will just bring the light in, in full. I and mean, the Bible says, say. yeah, the Bible says, you know, when you can do nothing else, and I'm obviously saying this terribly, but when you can do nothing else to just stand and we can stand on the word of God and we... God says, vengeance is mine. You know, we're all angry and we want to do something, but he says, hey, hold on, vengeance is mine. So that, so one of the best things that we can do is continue to fast and pray for the January Sixers. I also, it's been really heavy on my heart um, about the Save James movement. I know that that's kind of moving forward. Um, the father here in Texas that's desperately trying to get his son back, uh, that his ex-wife is tra- has been trying to transition. He hasn't been able to see his twin boys now in years. Um, so those are really th- things that are heavy on my heart. And um, I, we just, we need to be called to prayer. But thank you for your phone call, Brian, um, from the Army in New York. And uh, I want to get back to more of your phone calls. We do have another guest. Uh, or we have Tony Schaefer coming up, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Sh- T- Tony Schaefer coming up at, uh, in the next hour, and um, other veterans that we're going to be talking to today. But I want to preview one of the interviews that we're going to have coming up um, about uh, Amanda Held and her program with um, horses. So let's go ahead and uh, finish out this segment with the with the uh, Hooves Healing Your Veterans documentary. 
trailer number six. What I was going through is PTSD. It was just something I dealt with, and now I just live with it. It cost me a marriage, a relationship with two of my daughters. I feel like I'm in a cage, and there's no key, there's no door. I'm just in a cage, and no one can get me out, and I can't get myself out. Since 06, I've been through every program, rehab, inpatient, outpatient, class or program, whatever you want to call it, medicine that the VA can, can offer, not to mention numerous private rehabs. As of most recent, I did a 15-month stint in prison. I have set myself up in the past that this is going to be some kind of something. It's going to change me or do this or do that. And it's never been the case, but um, it, it was life-changing for me. I can honestly say that. Welcome. My name is Amanda, and uh, I'm the founder of Hooves, and I will be your facilitator for the next four days. In 2010, I found myself uh, hospitalized after a suicide attempt that was unsuccessful. I was medicated out of my mind, and I was told I would never be functioning, and that I had to just continue on this medication and, and be happy with what little quality of life I had, which wasn't much because I was so sedated. What I did realize in that moment, though, was that nobody was coming to save me and that if I was going to heal, I had to save myself. And so Hooves is really the creation of me saving myself, and now I get to share that um, with all of you, and that's super inspiring, and I'm incredibly grateful for that opportunity. The horse is the conduit to the message that we have within us. It just takes something else to get it out, and that's what, that's what they do for us. You want to beat the New World Order? You want to stop their globalist agenda? Well, so do I. And I've been the most effective individual in the fight against the globalist, and I've got their number, and I know how to bring them down. But ladies and gentlemen, I can't do it without your support. And the good news is we're only under about $200,000 a month. The bad news is the enemy is intensifying their attacks on every front, but I'm not going to back down. And I'll never give up, but I could give out. So please keep me on the field. Keep me on the front lines against the enemy while getting great products at the same time that will empower you and your family. Infowarsstore.com for the best supplements and more. Or just make a straight donation, big red banner at the top of Infowarsstore.com, and that way all the money goes towards the fight, not part of it going towards product cost. But I thank you all for your support. Please commit now to go to Infowarsstore.com and get great products and make donations. I thank you for your support. Now take action. The globalists are counting on you not taking action. The fight for the future is now. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. It is the Veterans Call-In Show. I'm Christy Lee, and we're taking a quick break from your phone calls, from our phone calls from veterans, to bring on another veteran, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, Bronze Star Medal recipient, uh, president of the London Center for Policy Research, a New York Times bestselling author, 
and CIA-trained intelligence operations officer with 35 years experience in global and national security. I needed to get it in real quick because I only have like four minutes with you for this first segment, but I'm like, no, bring him in right away because I have way too much to talk about with Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. I just want to dive in and uh, hopefully you can stay on for a couple more segments as well. Um, but I have your book right here, Operation Dark Heart, and I wanted to talk about the Twitter files. I'm like, this is so convenient because the Twitter files are exposing just how these government agencies have censored and suppressed us like crazy and sometimes over the stupidest right. things. And you have your book here and it's like, all of these reactions, you can just see black, black, black. And like we've talked about 300 plus redactions. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And we've talked about this before. You said some of the stuff they redacted in your book was just stupid. (laughs) Right. Like the A and A team. It's like, who who doesn't know what an A team is? But yes, (laughs) things like that. I mean, we're talking about descriptions, observations, atmospherics, which uh, mean absolutely nothing regarding national security. And we eventually won uh, our First Amendment lawsuit because we could produce, duh, cleared (laughs) documentation, which I used to uh, conduct uh, testimony for Able Danger, which was largely what I based a lot of the book off of. And so they had to give it up. So it just, to your point, uh, does have uh, a clear um, example of how the government goes about trying to use uh, uh, their immense power to suppress any speech they disagree with, because ultimately they didn't like my message. My message is, we need to get out of Afghanistan now. We're not going to win the way we're doing it. And oh, by the way, we could have stopped 9-11. And here's why regarding able danger, because in that book, in the book, I disclosed my meeting with Phil Zelikow, who was the 9-11 staff director. And so we go through all of that, and I think that's what they were really about. They're trying to stop, get people to not read that, but in the process to punish me for actually having decided to be a whistleblower, come forward and put it out there. And clearly that's what they don't like, Christy, is that anybody who stands up and says, we're going to believe, to tell you what the facts are, when those facts are very much inconvenient to the government and its narrative. You know, everybody has come across somebody in a position of power that is power hungry. And for some reason, this silly example came to me when I used to, as a kid, go to the the roller rink and they wore these black and white shirts. And some of the refs were cool, but there was always some refs that would go around and just be like, whistling like every every second for the stupidest things and that is exactly what our government agencies remind me of is just like they have their whistles and they're just ready they're ready to blow on that whistle just to remind you you know who's in charge i want to get your reaction to uh the twitter files on a deeper level because gosh there's been like 10 now i'm starting to lose count of how many have been released. Um, But since I only have like a minute left with you in this particular segment, um, I want to get your reaction just simply to, you are still suspended from Twitter? Yes. So to that point, yeah, look, I think we're going to find that I was suspended because of the FBI because the Mm. day I got permanently suspended, Christy, I finally got Ray Epps to respond. I was trolling Ray Epps, pointing out all of the the different things he was doing regarding encouraging riots, encouraging breaching the Capitol. It's on video. And so literally within minutes of my getting him to essentially say something, I was gone. I was permanently suspended to this day. And I've got a group of folks who are trying to get me back on. God bless them. 
they want to return to return T spooky and I, I I'd be happy to be back. But yeah, it, it was all about the fact that I was saying things and mentioning inconvenient facts. And I think that's what got me ultimately suspended. Although, as you know, it takes very little to get people with strong opinions kicked off if that opinion goes counter to the gov- government narrative. And that's clearly what was going on with Twitter. Or if they don't kick you off, they just make it pretty much impossible for anybody to actually see you. Like in that case, right. even if I have a blue Twitter bird and everything. But anyways, we're back with Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer after the break. Oh, my gosh. took some time out to speak with me today. Um, He is still blocked from Twitter, and we want to talk about the Twitter files, which just continue to pour out in his perspective on that, especially with um, his CIA background, etc. Also want to talk about (laughs) Ray Epps. Might might have been the thing to do it uh, to get him off of Twitter, but let's go ahead and uh, bring you right back in. Thank you again for for talking to me. I, I so appreciate it. Um, and there's well, so I much I want to talk to you about. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I got to get to this and this and that. Um, so first of all, what do you think? I just got to ask you, what do you think of Elon Musk? Is Do you think he's a good guy, a bad guy? Do you think that he will bring you back on to Twitter? What do you think? I think he's a good guy overall. I think he's got his own reasons for doing what he does. I think he does everything with a calculation and he sees benefit right now to essentially showing that the government was uh, essentially violating the freedom of speech of all Americans and, and actually uh, doing things to impact on uh, politics, on elections. So let me be very clear on this because I, I want um, what he's doing essentially is exposing serial violations of Title 18, uh, Section 424 which is deprivation of rights under color of law. Christy, what the federal government's done is they've taken and gone to a third party, that third party being Twitter. And oh, by the way, they've admitted that they do this routinely with all the other social media companies. So they've admitted that not only are they serially uh, committing felonies with Twitter, they're doing it all over the place. And what Musk has done, God bless him, is shown that they were, they, the federal government was, was working to, dep- to deprive rights under the color of law, color of law being a technical term for their illegal use of government authority. That's what they did. And I can't believe that we don't have the full spectrum of Americans upset by this. I don't get it. The, 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 the progressive left should be screaming about the fact that, that this sort of incursion is going on. Instead, they, they cheer it. They're, they're trying to go after Musk. And I think this is where Musk is going to pay a price, obviously, because as much as I think you and I would agree that exposing government corruption to this level, uh, the left seems to have it, it, it wants this to be a, a common part of what they do because the FBI has become an extension of the Democrat Party. So I, Musk has at least exposed that for the world to see. Well, from a media perspective, me having been a longtime news anchor for a number of years in the system, uh, I'm kind of blown away at how successful they've been to downplay it. They barely talk yeah. about it at all. Um, and this is a huge, huge story. And they just, they've barely spent any time on it and, and have, have even just me trying to imagine being the news anchor to talk about the FBI's statement when they said, 
that this is just more perpetuation of conspiracy theories after the yeah. evidence has been shown. I mean, are you kidding me? You're going to throw out that conspiracy theory word again? Is there anything that most surprised you that has come out from the Twitter files? I think the the most surprising thing was the direct interface or interoperability. Uh, As an operative, and you mentioned that, uh, I had to run operations that that were similar to what you're doing here. Basically, we were in an operation where we had to basically get some information out to a, a foreign country. Uh, that was not truthful. But we, by putting it on the internet, the American public was going to see it too. So I had to go to the White House, Christy, twice to get approval to do this one issue. Because under EO 12333, Executive Order uh, 12333, President Reagan signed, it says we cannot you know, openly lie to Americans. No, intelligence officers can't. By the way, it's still a standing requirement, which clearly the FBI violated. And so the idea here is that while we would do this on a small scale, specifically tailored to a foreign audience, the FBI has taken that foreign intelligence capability and turned it around. This explains, I actually got uh, the, the, the Pentagon and CIA. I actually briefed Mike Pompeo when he was director, and I got permission for a concept to have the Department of Defense do a peer review of FBI's counterintelligence program. And the only person that could approve that, I mean, DOD could say, yeah, we'll do it. CIA could say, yeah, we'll, we'll, we approve it because they oversee foreign counterintelligence. It only it would take the president to say yes to that. And Christy, I was never permitted to talk to President Trump to get him to do it, because ultimately now we see why even those around Trump didn't want him to approve it, because the FBI was completely corrupt under Trump. This was all going on under Trump. And that's something else we need to examine in more detail. I think that's the biggest takeaway besides the fact that they were directly interfacing. They were doing this under Trump, under Trump's uh, administrative control and his the folks that he appointed to include Chris Ray. So it's, it's very, very frightening to think that this happened uh, as far back as that. And it ended up working against the president in his reelection. Well, how much can we excuse Trump for having bad people around him, though? I mean, the Twitter files did reveal that it was his administration that were also trying to pressure social media companies to right. say certain things. Oh, my so, point. Yeah, I mean, I, we can only go so far as like, oh, it was just because he had bad people. Like, well, then he should have paid attention to who we had around him, right? Right. Well, they gave up. The Trump administration gave up the high ground when they brought in Rance Priebus to allow him to pick a lot of the senior leadership. And anybody who was actually competent and supported Trump were basically blackballed. And so um, there's no surprise that Chris Ray was selected a, a corporate guy to be the FBI guy. Mm. You've heard my issues with Bill Barr. Bill Barr came after me when I was doing an independent investigation of, of election fraud. So those folks were all essentially picked by those Trump allowed they to be were his swampy. Advisors. I mean, Trump said he they was going to drain people. the swamp yeah. and we had swampy people still still around. What yeah. do you think about these calls for a church commission, a style commission for those? Look, for I, 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 why not? You know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I, I think that the, the more you can get out there and stir it up and see what comes out, the more better off you're going to be. I'm all for it. And I'd like to believe we would appoint competent people to do the investigations. It should, would not be a witch hunt because we know there's wrongdoing. The question becomes, what do you do when you find these obvious 
violations, felony level violations of, of U.S. Code 18, Section 242, because you're going to find that in droves. And I think uh, Ray needs to go. Uh, you need to take out the entire two uh, first three levels of the FBI's. I would disband the FBI, Christy. I would basically take its investigative mission, give it to the U.S. Marshals, counterintelligence to the Pentagon and DHS, counterterrorism to the Pentagon and DHS, and be done with them. They are redundant. They're not. They're not re- required in today's 21st century investigative uh, uh, atmosphere. And simply put, they have become a political entity that focuses only on domestic policies relating to the Democrat Party and their success. And they have they have done nothing to protect the country within the last 10 years. It's absolutely astonishing the things that have come out. The FBI whistleblowers who said that. They were taken off child trafficking cases to investigate people that came to the Capitol to just to just to hear Trump speak. I mean, that's that's just so insane. But I would speaking of January 6th, we're we're we continue to learn more about Ray Epps. And uh, it looks like there's now a screenshot of the text that he was giving to his nephew that says, yeah, I orchestrated it. (laughs) I mean, and this guy is just out. I think you're absolutely right that you getting Ray Epps to respond is what killed you on Twitter. Yeah, I do. Look, I was trolling the guy hard because, I mean, it's like it's obvious, like the guy's out the night before encouraging a riot. He's actually breaching the Capitol outer level of security with offenses. And the guy winds up on the FBI's most wanted list and then Oh, never mind. And then suddenly they just take him off. disappears. So a theory throwing a theory floating around in production is that this is intentional. Like it's it's meant to get us all angry and be like, look, it's so obvious to maybe um, shield the fact the sheer magnitude of agents, FBI people that were present there. So we were just only looking at Ray Epps. What do oh, you yeah. think of that theory? Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. I, I do believe this is a distraction that's been created to support uh, whatever you want to call them, the deep state and their effort to kind of uh, push attention away. But suffice it to say, I think the Republicans are going to not just look at Ray Epps, they're going to look at everybody else. And they got to pin these people down, Christine, because they have had people under oath saying we cannot comment on the number of federal officers engaged in the uh, in the lead up to and the execution of the 6th January riots, which tells me everything I need to know. Yeah. A non-denial denial so means unbelievable. that they were So We're back with Lieutenant Colonel Tony Shaver right after this break, digging into some other topics. We hear it over and over again from everybody. Why doesn't somebody do something? Why doesn't somebody expose the New World Order? Why doesn't somebody take action against the Great Reset and Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab? Well, guess what? We're doing it. This audience, that means you, the viewers, with our broadcast and our guests, are the number one enemy of the globalist. We've been the most effective at taking it to them. But ladies and gentlemen, if we don't have funds, we can't stay on air. And we have a shortfall the last six months of at least $200,000 a month. We are going into the hole. We'll not be able to stay on the air if you don't support. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get great products today. Sign up for AutoShip, an additional 10% off. But you can also just make straight donations right there at the big red banner at the top of InfoWarsStore.com or InfoWars.com. A $10, a $20, $100. You can do recurring donations. Cancel any time. Just please commit to keep us on the air. And I thank you for your past support. And I thank you for your future support. Now go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Why does the establishment spend so much time demonizing InfoWars, attacking myself and the crew and our other host? Because they know we're pro-human. They know we're telling the truth. They know we've got their number. They know everything we do is about empowering humanity. 
And God gave us through Mother Nature incredible compounds that will supercharge our body's stamina, libido, energy, and immune systems. And we came out many years ago with Real Red Pill Plus that has all the documented compounds like preglinone and so much more to supercharge your body and to give your body the key elements and the key ingredients it needs to function at a proper level. This is the answer to the New World Order's tyranny. This is Real Red Pill Plus, sold out for two years, 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get the Red Pill Plus exclusively, InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room, InfoWars.com forward slash show. Welcome back to the Veterans Call-In Show here on The War Room. Christy Lee, guest hosting today. Going to be getting back to your phone calls real, real soon. But I do have Lieutenant Colonel Tony Shaver. He is the president of the London Center for Policy Research. Um, also a uh, author, a best-selling author, and um, winning awards. And also CIA trained. I wanted to talk about that. You, you, sure. All these three-letter agencies are getting a really bad name. And we're kind of just disgusted with... They kind of all get lumped in together. We're kind of disgusted with all of them. So what is that like to have been coming from that world and kind of lumped in with how bad of a rap they're getting now. Well, there is deserved. Look, they were, they were idiots when I worked for them. They're idiots now. I mean, look, I, I know Jim Clapper. Jim is a moron. Uh, he's a, he's a, but he's politically brilliant. Uh, Jim Clapper is the ultimate example of a swamp creature. Let me be very clear on this, Christy. He was a guy who essentially found a, a, a methodology of sucking up to the people above him that got him promoted over and over and over again. His political reliability over any technical competence is why he made it to where he was. Same with John Brennan. John Brennan was an analyst who became a debrief, a, a, a briefer to the White House. Uh, so Jim Clapper is, is a swamp creature. John Brennan's a swamp creature. All these guys are, oh, I call them connective tissue. Uh, and they they have no redeeming quality. They they simply exist for purposes of serving the political class, and they do it very well. So they're successful in that. Uh, but I worked for the, the Defense Intelligence Agency. Uh, they're you know they're idiots. I was a whistleblower against them. And the reason I say they're idiots is not because there's not learned people there who know what they're doing. It's the fact that the leadership become compromised and simply focus to sustain the bureaucracy and the trajectory of failure, which most of these organizations are. We saw this with the Afghanistan debacle. We saw this in the issues relating to the last few years of, of failures relating to strikes on different targets. We saw the overwhelming mur murder of civilians during drone strikes. That was John Brennan's big thing. Let's just drone people. You 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 had upward of 60 percent wow. casualties of people who are not affiliated. So these are the sorts of things that, that are not new. And, of course, able danger. Able danger was something that we were we we DOD were doing uh, competing with CIA. So it, it, it's something that has been going on and on and on. And very few people have held the leadership of these organizations accountable for their organizational failures. Anytime they fail, it's like, oh, sorry, we made a mistake. Give us more money. We'll try not to we'll try not to have it happen again. That's it. And that's why you see them being completely uh, in a, unable to do their job, but completely focused on the politics which benefit them. So that's what we've seen uh, over the, 
especially in the Twitter files. Uh, you see all this collusion because it's easier to try to manipulate the thinking of Americans than do your job of collecting intelligence against foreign targets. It's just it's just the way they work. So, And you can read more about his uh, battle here and um, the Able Danger situation in his highly redacted <laughs> by the FBI book. You can still make sense of it. You yeah, can Christy, you can still make sense of it. Of it. You yes. Can, yes, you can but, still make yes, sense of it. it. They made it tough. They redacted the heck out of his book, Operation Dark Heart, and they made sure that they just plucked him from Twitter. We're, we need to make sure that we are on Twitter, folks, saying bring Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer back. And it, it's at T, T Spooky, yes. right? T-Spooky. Okay, I was just going to say yeah. that. Um, now, what you were hitting on upon is, is there's so much deeper issues to this because you're really talking about yeah. a culture that is true in, from what I've talked to people, uh, it's true in both the military and these agencies is the culture itself rewards you being a yes man. Like there, it, it rewards you for, for not having any courage. I mean, this is something that, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, um, uh, Stuart Scheller, right. Yeah. He talks about as yes. well as this culture. So how do you fix a, a, a culture? <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, you need to enable those who are willing to take out, go out and take risks. Uh, I was always known as a risk taker. Uh, some leadership loved it. They got me promoted. Others hated it. Mm. And the, the honest answer is, Christy, I could have gone in every day to DIA, sat at my desk, read the early bird, drank coffee and done absolutely nothing. And what it ended up at a higher promotion mm. rate than what I did because uh, I, gee, I felt it was my job to do those hard things of running intelligence operations, which were risky. Sometimes they worked and people, uh, you know, were able to successfully get the intelligence. Sometimes they failed. Most of them worked. The grand ironic, the grand irony is those best operations you and the public will never know about because they yeah. were successful. Mm-hmm. So you guys, you get, you see us in a bad light because you only see our failures like able danger. Yes, that was a failure. But I can tell you for every able danger, there was three others which were actually successful. But uh, with that said, the success is always as a result of going against the system and doing the hard work and, and taking risks rather than going along with the bureaucracy and playing it safe. Trust me. Uh, I was once told I wasn't a good bureaucrat by a guy named Pete Klein. He was right. It was not my intention to be a bureaucrat. My intention was to get things done, which obviously normally makes us very unpopular with those who want to avoid all risk like Jim Clapper and those guys because they don't want any risk. They don't want anybody to rock the boat because they'd rather see a safe failure than a spectacular success that actually requires them to accept reasonable risk for uh, us going forward to do the things we have to do. Yeah, I mean, and your oath to the Constitution. I mean, that right. seems like a big joke now. I, and we did we only touched upon this a little bit, but I, seeing the elections as they are, you were a whistleblower with that as well in 2020 in Pennsylvania. Yes. And you said that you were actually screamed at by Bill Barr for just for raising. So, yeah. So the Gateway Pundits reported this a couple different times. Uh, I was in the midst of a, working in support of a number of whistleblowers supporting them. And um, one of the investigations resulted in something I believe to this day was a legitimate uh, full-scale operation to, to, uh, to basically upend the vote in Pennsylvania. About 64,000 ballots were met, brought down from Bethpage, New York, to Lancaster to be interjected into the voting system. This was a full 30 days before the election. Jesse Morgan was the whistleblower. I did the investigation. We were ready to bring in a, a, a hybrid team of law enforcement and civilians to do the, 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 to fully explore it. 
and we wanted to brief Bill Barr on it. Well, Bill Barr called me and said, basically, you're interfering with my investigation and you need to turn over Mr. Morgan to the FBI today at two o'clock. It's like, no, he's a whistleblower. He needs protection. And God bless him. They, he got me fired. I was relieved. They moved Mr. Morgan down without any lawyers. Never, never talked to the FBI without a lawyer, just saying. And, and they, they refused to give him whistleblower protection, which is what he was due. And next thing you know, they're attacking him, not trying to verify what he said. And it all went away. And Bill Barr was the guy who I felt, feel violated the law in several instances to include directing me to do something which was illegal and violating the constitutional rights of Jesse Morgan. So it's all bad. Yeah. And I mean, we're seeing that time and time again. They go after the people that are trying to right. raise the attention instead of actual criminals. Well, um, people, you got to get his book. I've been joking about how redacted it is, but it's still an incredible read. You can uh, read it. You'll yes, make sense you can of it. definitely read it. It's still fascinating. Operation Dark Heart. And um, final words for me. People, think for yourself. Wake up. We have a new year coming. It's going to be uh, quite the year. Uh, you, you need to have a healthy uh, skepticism of anything that's said in the media, especially after what we saw in the Twitter file. So uh, follow us, watch the people who try to tell you the truth, and we'll do our best to educate you on what's going on as we learn things. So thank yes. you for having me, Christy. Uh, you bet. And let's get T Spooky back on Twitter so he can spread the word and, and harass people like Ray Epps again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we have Thanks, Amanda Held. You bet Amanda Held is coming up with Hooves. After the break, I'm going to take a couple of your other phone calls. There is a war on for your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. This is an information war. InfoWars popularized those terms more than two decades ago. And today, whether it's Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or Dr. Robert Malone, they're all using the terms that InfoWars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding. And we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent. But every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally, nonviolently, politically, punching the New World Order in the nose. Punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the New World Order. We're going over the top. But right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. Donate now. Infowars.com forward slash show. This broadcast is not for the weak-minded. It's the War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. Back to the War Room, the Veterans Colin Show. We just got done talking to Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. If you missed any of that, we'll be posting that, of course, up on band.video under the War Room. I uh, wanted to get back to a couple more of your phone calls because it is the Colin Show. Before we get to our next guest, Amanda Held from Hooves. So let's go to Sean, uh, who's been waiting for a while. Sean from New Jersey in the Army. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing tonight? Good, how are you? Yeah, now, once I heard the interview with the lieutenant colonel, I kind of reconsidered what I wanted to talk about. Okay. I will allow it. 
You are allowed. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. In Donald Trump's first presidential campaign and in his 2019 run, I was picked to be a county team leader for the campaign. Now, Google and my phone carrier, I guess, were sending all the emails to spam and burying them in my spam. Wow. And, were, and all the calls from the campaign were, were came up as scam calls. Mm. I, I, told, I tried to tell everybody. Nobody wanted to hear it. I still have emails saved. But it's insane. And, and just the blatant lawlessness is so disgusting. And it hurts me because the reason I called in is a lot of the older veterans around here aren't standing up. They're just like going right along. They're just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's what's crazy to me is is you would like to see more pushback. You would like to see more unity within the military. Um, I have a cousin in the military who has had to stand up against um, he personally did not want to get the vaccine, and he's um, high-ranking, ranking been involved in the military for 19 years, and he was the, of the minority, and uh, others were calling calling people who didn't want to go along to get along extremist, or, you know, it, it's just kind of crazy to me. Now, everyone who was booted for not taking the vax, I promise you this, they won't get back in because they're nonconformists. And that's mm. not the modern military right now. Yeah. The regime ain't going to allow that to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do think that it was kind of a way to weed people out. They want yes men, right? That's right. Awesome. All right. Well, um, anything else, Sean? Nah. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Yeah. Just, rem- just remember, everyone, in the end, God always wins. Yes. Such God a great reminder. Him. God bless everyone. You too, Sean. Thank you so much. Um, are we ready for my next guest or should I take another phone call? Oh, we are ready. Okay. So um, I'm talking to Amanda Held. She is a veteran and she start, started this amazing equestrian program to help not other, uh, not only other veterans, but um, also anyone else that um, is struggling. And, and so let's go ahead and bring in Amanda Held. She's actually from my hometown uh, there in Toledo, Ohio. So it's kind of exciting to be able to bring you in. I actually interviewed her while I was still in traditional media as a news anchor. And now here I am. I bet neither of us would have ever expected to be here now on InfoWars program. But here we are. <laughs> so um, thank you so much for agreeing to come on, Amanda. And um, so, yeah, you. how did this all get started? You said it was a very personal journey and one that's been a long journey. Yeah, it has. It's crazy how time flies. But um, about 12 years ago, when I got out of active duty, I really struggled. And I found myself on the Air Force Academy with a wild Mustang. And she really saved my life at the time. She gave me purpose. She helped me learn how to be in control of my emotions. Because you'll find that if you're around a horse and you aren't in control of your emotions, the horse won't engage you. So she really helped me grow confidence, gain control, and find purpose, which are three things that I now find a lot of military members struggle with after their service. And had you had any experience with horses before this, or did this just begin it for you? I did. It's actually funny. My parents are from the city, from Toledo, and I 
was three years old and I just started saying horse. And fortunately, my mom was supportive enough that she got me riding lessons. So I, I grew up with horses. No one else in my family has the gene, uh, but it's definitely in my DNA. And so you said this has definitely been a journey. Like, how did you, how did it go from like, wow, this really helped me heal um, to I want to just start getting horses and I want to start gathering wild mustangs. And how did it go from that to where you are at today? Well, to make an extremely long story really short, I um, through working with this horse, I got the confidence to really change my life. And I decided to come back home to Swanton, Ohio from Colorado. Um, I started to go to school for business. And while I was in school, I wrote a business plan to have a horse farm. And, you know, at the time, I just knew that I felt better and the horse gave me confidence and I wanted to have a career with horses. I had no idea what journey I was about to embark on. So I somehow talked my dad into going into business and we bought a boarding and training facility. But as I got into the industry, I didn't really feel like I was doing heart work. I was, it was kind of self-serving. It was very competitive. I didn't always like what was going on and, you know, what people were doing to their horses. So I, I started this business, it blew up overnight. And then a year into it, I shut everything down because I just didn't feel like I had purpose. And, um, I met a guy who said, well, I do equine therapy and I'm like, well, what, what's that? You know? And he started explaining, like, it's, you're not riding the horse, but you're interacting with a horse in a way that reflects your behavior. And as he started explaining this to me, he was basically saying what happened to me. I just didn't know. So he was able to make it tangible. And it was in that moment that I knew that this was going to be my purpose in life. And, uh, on the side of the boarding and training business, I got into some rescue. So we have, we had, I think 15 rescue horses, uh, now we have 30. Wow. <laughs> so, and I mean, but, you know, they, go ahead. they all have, they all, every single one of them brings something to the table and every single one of them have been a specific healing for, for a veteran. And, um, again, uh, Amanda and I have talked before I've interviewed her in the past when I was a news anchor in Toledo. And a lot of times that we did news stories, on hooves, um, sometimes it was struggles. It was trying to keep it open. Um, but I, I wanted to talk about this show Yellowstone, which you said the it, since it's been so wildly popular, it's been really helpful in in keeping you doing what you're doing and helping other veterans. Absolutely, Yellowstone has been exponentially helpful for us because you know we're in Ohio. It's not big horse country, but I think. You know, Yellowstone has brought like the taste of the West to the rest of the nation. And just to be clear, just to be clear, we're talking about Yellowstone, the TV show uh, that's on, I think, Amazon Prime, Peacock. I don't know. Paramount. Okay, (laughs) it's been been on a few different ones, but go ahead. Yeah, it's funny. One of the veterans that came through retreat this summer was like, we need to get a hold of Taylor Sheridan and right in like Casey comes to a hooves retreat to deal with his PTSD. <laughs> We're like, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> but, um, but yes, Yellowstone has helped because people want a taste of that horse life. Right. And so we were actually able to do a Yellowstone themed fundraiser over the summer out here at the farm. And we had 
the bunkhouse and we had cowboy poker and we um Brandy's Ford loaned us a Dodge Dually and we had a band playing out of the back of the truck and so you know just it was such a fun night and it's really like western is catching on and that's really helpful <laughs> for us in Ohio. And here I was from Ohio, I moved to Texas, so I'm like super legit now. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> there you go. But um, Amanda, I want to talk more about that and also this tour that you have coming up uh, because in the show, I've been watching it too, in the Yellowstone, uh, they they get wild Mustangs and, and this is what Amanda's about to do. And so she was gonna, yeah. she's gonna talk about that and how it relates to um, helping veterans uh, coming up after the break. Yeah. You want to beat the new world order? You want to stop their globalist agenda? Well, so do I. And I've been the most effective individual in the fight against the globalist, and I've got their number, and I know how to bring them down. But ladies and gentlemen, I can't do it without your support. And the good news is we're only under about $200,000 a month. The bad news is the enemy is intensifying their attacks on every front, but I'm not going to back down, and I'll never give up, but I could give out. So please keep me on the field. Keep me on the front lines against the enemy while getting great products at the same time that will empower you and your family. InfoWarsStore.com for the best supplements and more. Or just make a straight donation, big red banner at the top of InfoWarsStore.com, and that way all the money goes towards the fight, not part of it going towards product cost. But I thank you all for your support. Please commit now to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get great products and make donations. I thank you for your support. Now take action. The globalists are counting on you not taking action. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Infowars.com forward slash show. And we're back. This is the War Room Veterans Call-In Show. I'm talking to Amanda Held of Hooves. It is an equestrian program to help veterans out. And she's got some exciting things planned there in, it is in Swanton, Ohio, right? Correct. Okay. Um, and so you were telling me a little bit about uh, how this is, has grown and, and how has it grown? You actually aren't just uh, helping veterans, right? You're able to help others with your program with the horses? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. So uh, like you mentioned before the break, um, we, we, so my dad, passed away unexpectedly in 2013 and I lost the farm and all the horses and everything. And I kind of had to, so I had that loss and then I started over 
and we didn't have a facility. So I was just kind of jumping from farm to farm, anywhere I could find an arena to be able to do this work. And then in 2018, we got the opportunity to move into this retreat center in Swanton. Um, that was basically my dream. And uh, so we we got here in 2018. We had uh, major donor backing. Uh, at the last minute, that donor went a different direction, and we were we did not have the resources to keep going. Um, so it was at that point, I think, when we did our first interview, um, but we had to reach out to the community for their support, and it was just absolutely phenomenal. You know, the American Legions, VFWs, auxiliaries, they've always had our back, and the whole community pulled together, and we were actually able to raise enough money for the down payment and purchase the farm. Um, so it, it was phenomenal, but um, it's been a long road here today. I feel like we're definitely more secure than we've ever been, but uh, it's really, we're privately funded. So it's been community support. The Lucas County Veterans Service Commission is a big partner as well, but um, we run four day retreats out at the farm. So we fly veterans in from all over the country. We help them local and national. And then we started working with their spouses as well. So the spouses can come out during a separate retreat and um, they go through the same process. It's just with other spouses. But since the pandemic, we've just realized that I think at this point, everybody's got trauma yeah. and the need is there. <laughs> <clears throat> Absolutely. Who, wh where's the farthest uh, that someone's come in to spend four days with you? Uh, we've had a couple of people from California. And one girl from Alaska came, Air Force veteran. Interesting. And uh, as I've been talking to you, have been able to show some footage from a, a documentary that's been being made uh, about your uh, retreat center there. Um, and you said that just recently won an award? Yeah. So we filmed our May retreat. Josh Nagel Productions did an absolutely phenomenal job capturing uh, what goes on at Hooves. And he told the story beautifully. We haven't actually produced the film yet. So all we have is this four minute trailer. And we we talked to the film festival and they were like, absolutely submit the trailer. So we went, we won the award for best trailer, which I kind of expected because it's a great trailer. And then at the end of the festival, um, a lady named Lynn Thomas, who's basically one of the founders of equine therapy, she was there and she called us up and she's like my person, one of my personal heroes. And she called us up and she's with this new initiative called Horses for Mental Health and Arenas for Change. And they chose our four minute trailer out of like against full length feature films. So we won amazing me mental health and we won a thousand dollar. Uh, donation that's going to go towards production. So we still have to raise the money to produce the film. We've got the trailer. So that's kind of our next, one of our next missions, other than the journey we're about to take in a couple weeks. Yeah. And about that journey that you're taking in a couple weeks. Um, so we were talking about how wildly successful the show Yellowstone, uh, produced by Paramount, I believe, um, has been with, uh, what's his name? Kevin... Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Yeah, Kevin Costner. And then there's also 1883, which has Tim McGraw and Faith Hill in it, um, the prequel. All that's been wildly popular. My husband and I just recently got sucked into the shows. Um, but that's yeah. really helped out with fundraising. And um, now you're taking your own tour to uh, rescue some wild Mustangs yourself? We are. So when we were at the <laughs> film festival, 
Um, we got to visit, there's a prison program there and the prisoners get to gentle wild horses. And I, we have six Mustangs here. They're far from wild anymore. But uh, before I started Hooves, one of the ideas I had was to get wild Mustangs and teach the veterans on how to gentle them because that's really what what impacted me. Things took a different direction. And it was kind of this full circle moment. Uh, Lisa, the founder of the film festival, was like, we're you know caught up in the moment and we're talking to this guy who has been incarcerated and he's telling us about how when he came out, the horse that he was working with, like it had tried to kick him and he almost gave up. And then he was like, oh, I can't let a horse like win over me. And he started working with the horse and he was telling us about all the changes that he made and how he learned how to communicate and, you know, not fly off the handle, really be more in control of his emotions. And as he's talking us through his experience, this horse that he's been gentling just comes up and starts nuzzling his face. You know, and this guy was just beaming and you could mm -hmm. see he was going to get out in a couple of months and like he had a path and he had purpose again. And, you know, Lisa had said to me, like, Amanda, you should really consider doing this because she knew I had wanted to do it at one point. And I was like, yeah, yeah. OK, well, you know, I, maybe, maybe. And then we went over to this corral and they have adult horses for the prisoners to train but there's these five baby Mustangs, they're yearlings, and they just, no one wanted them at the auction. They didn't get picked up at the auction, and they just kind of got dumped there. And it was funny, my husband, who is not a horse person, but is incredibly supportive of everything that I do out here in Hooves, and he's the backbone of Hooves, um, he went up to the fence, and one of the horses approached him. And we, like we say, sometimes the Mustangs will pick people. And so this horse went up and nuzzled his hand. It's a wild horse, you know, no human interaction. And he was just, I was like, oh my gosh, like that horse needs to come home with us. And I'm like, okay, no, you know, we're, we have no way to get it home. And it was just one of those things, like sometimes God puts things on my heart and I'm like, okay, God, no, like this is too big. This is too much. This seems impossible, but I try to listen. You know, every time I listen, it works out. So I I asked the lady about the horses and she was like, no, they can't leave the program. Once they're in, they're in. Well, I had met a lady who was the head of California for the Bureau of Land Management. And she caught wind of my interest. And she was like, I can help you get these horses if you're serious. And I was like, I guess I'm serious. <laughs> so... Uh, I was like, okay, well, how can we make this have impact? Everything we do needs to have the maximum amount of impact that we can. And I thought, well, what if we go and pick them up, but we make it like a national tour where we can make stops along the way and educate people about wild horses because they're, it's really a problem and they're doing a lot of roundups and these horses are just sitting in holding facilities and they need homes and they're great horses. And we have, you know, 1.7 million veterans right now in the United States are seeking mental health treatment of some form. So it just kind of evolved as things tend to do at Hooves. And this is what it's evolved into. So on January 17th, we are going to head out to Sacramento. I know at this point we are stopping in Lincoln, 
Nebraska. We're stopping in Salt Lake City on there. And then we're going to take the Southern Loop back after we pick up the horses. And we're going to um, go through like uh, Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma. So we're looking for facilities who could house us and maybe house like a public talk. Uh, for the community to come in and hear about what we're doing, about the power of horses for veterans, um, especially wild mustangs. And so we're really going to see how this unfolds. That's awesome. And if people want more information on um, helping out with your tour or coming to retreat, where do they do that? Our website is hooves.us. And we're also really active on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Hooves for Vets, F-O-R. Okay. The Hooves for Vets, the word F-O-R, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Great. (laughs) All right. Great. And so we've been talking to Amanda Held. If you want more information, make sure you go to who's.us. So awesome. And we're going to be getting back to our phone calls. But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Christy. Have a great night. You too. All right. That was great. And we're going to be hearing from another veteran uh, that is also trying to help Others that have been injured, uh, other veterans that have been injured, we're going to be hearing from um, him next. But I, I do want to get to some more of your phone calls because it is because it is the veteran call-in show. So make sure that you go ahead and call in one 789 2539 Talk to you soon, and we'll be right back. Until about 150 years ago, cultures all over the world believed that people got sick and died in many cases in the winter because of something called vapors. They associated these poisonous vapors with cold weather. Of course, it wasn't the cold weather or catching a chill that killed people. What was killing people was a lack of vitamin D3. You see, the sun via your skin helps your body produce vitamin D3. But if you're not getting enough sun, you will not produce vitamin D3, and then it's very easy for viruses and other things to start replicating and taking your body over. So now it's more important than ever, because the winter's here, to take high-quality vitamin D3, and we have the best with our vitamin D3 gummies with calcium for better upload into your body for 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776. Don't wait. Support the InfoWar and your immune system with vitamin D3 gummies at InfoWarsStore.com. <laughs> 